you really, really need somebody that's already done this before to really show you, hey, this is the in intricacies in this business and you need to watch out for these. And then this is how you do this. And connections are also like one of the most important things in all of businesses. Like you need to be able to build these connections before you have a successful business. I, I think it's imperative. Like you can't, you can't grow properly without the, the proper connections and the proper advisors and everything like that. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the None of Your Business podcast. Um, testing out our producer, James's <laughs> technical muscle today, as you can see, if you're watching us on video, Lacey and I are in two different spots, but super important that the show goes on. And I'm super excited about today's episode. Um, I specifically reached out to James and I was like, hey, we've got to get Austin from Cram on the podcast. You know, I found out about Cram through Michael Chandler, jumped on a call with Austin and his uh, mother, or he was probably partner, um, mother <laughs> and partner, Ruth. And they told me this fascinating story about Cram and what they were doing with this product. And so right away, I told Lacey about it, wanted to get on board, uh, tried the product, blew my mind. We've tested the product with tons and tons of our friends our colleagues, everybody loves it. You are going to love it too. And you're gonna fall in love with it even more when you hear the story behind Cram. Um, super excited. Let's bring in Austin Fortier. How's he it going? Is, well, what, what, is your, what, how, what is your exact role over there at Cram? Founder, <laughs> partner? Uh, basically, basically everything that Ruth doesn't do. So. <laughs> um, Which is what? Which is what? Tell us what yeah. that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm considered the COO. She's the CEO. I run all of distribution, sales, marketing. She handles uh, finances um, and the whole other side of the business, the whole infrastructure, everything like that. She's really good at that. She worked for um, in corporate for many years before we started this. And so she knows the whole corporate world. She was a manager. She knows how to manage people really well. I'm the other side of the spectrum. I like to work by myself. I like to get things done and, uh, and complete tasks and stuff like that. So I did a lot better on the distribution sales marketing side, but yeah. You got a lot of cram behind you, the boxes. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I had I've got a couple of those in my freezer. Um, let's start off with this creation story. Why did you guys yeah. get in this whole PB and J business, and what makes cram different than anything else that's out there in the world? Definitely. I mean, one of the main reasons we got into it was because there's a monopoly on it. I mean, <laughs> Uncrustables owns you know the whole market share for on the go PB and Js, and we just noticed that like all of our athlete friends, all of our mountain biker friends, all of our cyclists, runners, all of them were eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to fuel their performance. And not only that, like a lot of kids that go to school, I mean, some schools don't allow the peanuts anymore, but um, we were noticing a lot of our friends were making, making them for their kids and all that kind of stuff. And so what we ended up doing was we're like, okay, how can we take an Uncrustable 
take the one of the most popular foods in America, the PB&J, and make it amazing for you. Make it so that when you're eating this product, when you're eating a PB&J, you don't feel bad about it. It's not like a, like a cheap meal. It's You could fit it into your regular diet. And so what we ended up doing was like Uncrustables uses unbleached or yeah, unbleached, um, you know, very processed flour. They use, you know, a lot of really bad ingredients. And so what we ended up doing was doing sprouted organic wheat. Uh, we make all of our bread in-house. Um, it's all organic. So we use, you know, organic sprouted wheat, um, you know, organic maple syrup. We use uh, all organic ingredients to make it. Um, and then we took the peanut butter and Uncrustables uses a lot of sugar, obviously in their peanut butter, a lot of brands like Skippy and everything like that use sugar. What we wanted to do was create a peanut butter that tasted similar to um, a Skippy and Uncrustable, you know, like the very sugar filled peanuts, peanut butters and make it sweet and make it taste good, but without all the calories, without all the sugars. Uh, without you know spiking your blood glucose levels, and so we added allulose and monk fruit, so it's sweet. And then we also added mineral complex because a lot of people are you know missing out on their mineral intake nowadays because of you know over farming, not doing regenerative agriculture, uh, many other reasons. You know, eating way too many processed foods that are you know stripped of their minerals, stripped of their vitamins. So we added in uh, an algae mineral complex that's super bio bioavailable. Um, and then we took the jelly and just did all fruit jelly. I mean, there's a way to do all fruit jelly that tastes amazing. And I don't know why most companies don't do it. It's kind of ridiculous, but we ended up doing that. And we ended up creating something that people can feel good eating. And then um, we have two different versions. We have our you know OG version, and then we have our beast version. And our uh, OG version is like our Uncrustables, you know, um, reinvented. And then our beast is, a protein bar mixed with a pb and j so we add in uh grass-fed whey protein and then we also add in colostrum to boost the immune boosting uh, you know benefits and everything like that i'm a, i gotta tell you i'm a total um process like junkie and so i i think about the process that you guys had to go through to actually create something that tastes so phenomenal yet is so healthy for you because one of the things that i notice like when we're talking about cram and like amongst our friends and people that um you know, we coach and we're like, we got, got to tell you about cram. You got to try this. The natural reaction is, well, if it's healthy, it's probably not going to taste that great. Right. And then people exactly. try it and they're like, this is really good. So my question is, is tell us a little bit about the process and how long that took you guys to find like the right formula. You reinvented this. It had to taste good, but it still had to have all the components of the minerals and being healthy and good for you. Like, what did that look like? And, and <laughs> like, what kind of issues did you run into? It looked like a, uh, a mess in the kitchen for about <laughs> a year and a half to two years. Wow. And, uh, my, my wife now, I just hated it. Uh, my roommates <laughs> hated it at the time. <laughs> I would have like, literally I'd have like peanuts. I, in the beginning I would, uh, take like raw peanuts and then I would. You, so you're the so, one that did this. You oh, alone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Yep. <laughs> so I'd take the peanuts raw. I would soak them, activate them. Yeah. Then I would, uh, roast them and then I would put them in a dehydrator, like this whole process. And then there would be like, you know, peanut skins all over the kitchen. It was, it was insane. 
Um, and yeah, I, I really am thankful for my wife for just putting up with it. But um, so I ended up just formulating the product. I'm, I've always been into cooking. Um, I trained at a Michelin star restaurant um, and I did a bunch of stuff in my past to, to get me to a point where I know how to cook and I know how to put together ingredients well. And so um, I just worked on it for like a year and a half. And then our first year in 2021 was um, basically our recipe testing year. I mean, we tested our packaging, we tested our recipes, we redid our uh, recipes, redid our packaging, got everything to the perfect, perfect product that we felt comfortable giving to everybody. Like, you know, if a famous person, you know, wanted to try it, we would feel okay giving it to that person, you know, and like, like a Michael Chandler, like we felt amazing. We're like, yes, you got to try it. Like it's, this is the best product ever. Like we wanted to get to that point before we put it on the market. And so, yeah, it took a long time to get it right. And we tweaked many, many aspects of it. Uh, the biggest part was probably the bread. Uh, bread is very, very finicky. So like you have to get the chemistry right. You have to get the water right. You have to get, you know, um, the the yeast right to be able to rise to a certain point but not over rise and create really airy bread and so um then we did that then we got the peanut butter down and then we had to test the sweetness and then we took we literally took like a jar of skippy and then our jar and then we would add a little bit of allulose monk fruit and then it would be like a little bit less sweet and then we'd keep going back and forth and try to figure out okay i think it's like a good sweetness and so yeah yeah, yeah I, I, I have to tell you too, I'm surprised that there's monk fruit in there because I'm a self-proclaimed like health nut and I usually can taste that in almost anything that they put it in. So I'm impressed at your ability to like hide the bold flavor of monk fruit inside of that. Um, yeah, but, so yep. next, here's the next question. I have to ask this because yeah. I know that people are thinking this. Why do you call it cram? Like where did the <laughs> name come from? Like how did this come about and what does it mean? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> there's, there's a couple different aspects of the story. But first, we started off like, because we wanted to create like the peanut butter and jelly that was packed full of nutrition or crammed full of nutrition. And so we were like thinking of like those names and like, we're like packed, that's kind of cool, you know, and then we're like looking up to see if any other like brands had packed. And we saw that like, I think Kellogg's had like a packed like little protein bite thing. And we're like, oh, okay, that's not going to work. And so we just kept going through different things like that. And then we came across Fram, but like the C kind of didn't look like, like as impactful. And so we changed it to a K and then we, <laughs> we actually launched mm -hmm. with Cram. And then we looked back and people were like, oh, that means hug in Swedish. And we're like, what? <laughs> that's, I guess that's kind of cool. But then like a bunch of like Swedish people were like messaging us like, oh, we love that name, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, it means hug. Like I, I like like that I'm eating like a little peanut butter and jelly sandwich and feeling the hug or <laughs> I don't know. It's really weird. But um, yeah, and we just ended up settling on that. And then in 2021, we, you know, launched everything and we got everybody's feedback and they're like, a lot of people love the name. And so we're like, okay, I, we feel comfortable with that. And our peanut butter and jelly is crammed full of nutrition. Mm-hmm. Let's go back a little bit to the creation story. How long ago was it that you were, or how long ago was it that you just had this idea and started messing around in the kitchen to try and come up with this? Yeah, yeah. So in, um, I would say probably late 2019, because right when the pandemic hit, 
is when uh, we really started like kicking things off and started getting the recipe down, uh, creating all of the packaging, uh, logos, everything like that. And so in late 2019 is probably when I was like working extremely hard on the actual product and the taste and everything like that and doing the research to figure out, okay, can we do a sprouted organic uh, bread? You know, can, can we make that happen logistically with, you know, getting the ingredients, being able to get bulk ingredients at a good enough price. And so uh, late 2019, that started happening. Uh, early 2020, we started giving out product, uh, like testing it out, testing out our packaging, doing like a lot of iterations. And then um, we kept going and then we got into 2021, uh, actually late 2022, sorry, uh, or 2020, it was October is when we actually launched for sale. And when we launched for sale, we always had it in mind that, you know, we wanted to like give this to people, have them buy it and give us their feedback. And eventually in about six months, we would make, you know, whatever changes we needed to make. And so during that time, it was mostly just building up infrastructure, um, you know, getting customer feedback, customer reviews, um, building up a fan base getting what they wanted like the changes that they wanted and and starting to implement that and then around probably june little less than june in 2021 we like were set on our um on our ingredients we were set on our recipe uh we were set on our customer base like we figured out who loved us um we figured out you know who wanted to buy us and at that point it was actually kind of perfect timing because sprouts actually reached out to us and um that never happens in this industry you know retailers don't really reach out we have to do the sales um but they reached out they were super sweet uh very very nice people and they said we want you guys nationwide and we were like uh yeah we can't do that because we were still making we were making it all by hand we we're making it all in like a tiny little kitchen that we were renting out a couple days a week and so uh during that time uh, we agreed to do 75 stores and we we're going to launch in three months after we talked to them, which is if anybody knows the food CPG world or any of the CPG world, that's extremely fast. That's not, uh, especially for, you know, first timers. And so then we, uh, we got to work, we started, we rented out a kitchen like full time. Um, we got all our ingredients, we got, you know, enough packaging. We hired a couple employees and then we just started getting to work. And then we started fulfilling the 75 stores and uh, we're doing well for a brand new company that I think in 2021, we spent like $17,000 in marketing, which, you know, if anybody knows marketing, that's like nothing. It's like pocket change. Um, <laughs> and so, and, so um, and we grew, we grew pretty fast. And then, uh, yeah. And then once we hit 2022 is this year has been our takeoff. I mean, we've really skyrocketed in the past four months. Uh, we've 10 X our business. Um, we've in the past four months, we've done, you know, 90% of our revenue for the whole year. It's been absolutely insane. Bringing on Michael Chandler, um, bringing on Sean, he's been amazing for us as well um it's just been it's been amazing it's been an awesome ride and especially the past four months has just been a big teaching lesson for me and my mom ruth uh and how to run a business and how to run it once you start getting bigger and you start growing extremely fast you start seeing all of the pitfalls you start seeing okay if i let this slip for too long i'm gonna be in trouble and we really started tightening up everything you know being 
very, very digital, dig, digital about all of our, you know, operations about all of our sourcing and everything like that. It's, it's just, um, yeah, it's a crazy ride. And we have uh, some good news that I want to break with you, Sean. Uh, so let me know when I can. <laughs> okay, I got one question before, wait, yeah, before you break, go ahead. Will you have a question, Sean? No, 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 you go. Well, I just want to know going back a little bit, because especially, you know, for anybody out there listening that may have an idea or something that they want to start and begin, you know, you said you spent a year and a half in the kitchen, just trying to create the, like the peanut butter and the formulations and get everything right. I'm sure that there was times in there where there was high levels of frustration, you know, maybe you were like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Like, can you remember any time that you really wanted to quit and how you overcame that feeling? Um, that oh, you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> there was a lot. But yes, I, for me, um, I'm very persistent. So I never have that, that feeling of quitting, but I do have that feeling of like, uh, things are extremely hard. And how are we going to overcome this? Um, I think it's really important for people to have in their mind, especially when they're starting a business is you don't have the quit, like, cut that out because you're not going to quit. Like you have, if you want this to be something, you have to make it work. And, and so like early on, uh, some of the biggest, uh, irritations is trying to figure out how to get this started. Like, how do I get into a store? How do I start marketing? Where do I market? Like, uh, how do I get packaging? Where do I get my ingredients? How do I hit my margins? Those are probably the the hardest things in the beginning. And when you start running into problems with like ingredient sourcing and like all that kind of stuff, my biggest, like just to round up all of those things, the biggest thing that you can do is get an advisor or be a part of a group that they've already done this and they can teach you some stuff, all the inside stuff. Because trust me, I try to use Google as my teacher for uh, probably six months to almost a year trying to figure everything out. And that is useful to get you started for sure. Like, don't get me wrong, but you really, really need somebody that's already done this before to really show you, Hey, this is the in intricacies in this business and you need to watch out for these. And then this is how you do this. And connections are also like one of the most important things in all of businesses. Like you need to be able to build these connections before you have a successful business. I, I think it's imperative. Like you can't, you can't grow properly without the, the proper connections and the proper advisors and everything like that. But the biggest, biggest thing I think we ran into um, for like a CPG business that's trying to manufacture their own product is trying to keep the, <laughs> the, the team alive, the team going, uh, like weather problems, like a tree fell on our facility last year and we had a you know scramble to try to you know get it fixed and get all the holes in the roof fixed and you know <laughs> try not to have it upset or like you know try not to have it ruin production and you know ruin our retail accounts it's thing this is the thing that i think a lot of business people or people going into business don't realize is bad things are going to happen it's just it's just going to happen and that doesn't mean you quit that doesn't mean you get down on yourself it just means you figure out the way to solve this problem. You know, it's all problem solving. Love it. Well, I got to tell you, that was one of the things that attracted me most. I remember I was in an airport lounge when I 
spoke to you and Ruth for the very first time. And that was the thing that attracted me most was that um, you were very humble in this, this, um, this idea that, look, we have a great thing, but what we need is mentorship, guidance. Um, we, of course, need capital. You, you were undergoing a, a public raise in a sense through WeFunder at that time. And um, I thought, man, that's, that's the formula for success because a lot of people that have a startup like you said, they think that they have a they have a Google education, so they use fancy acronyms to talk about CPG, but they don't really understand it, and they're not willing to go out there and find the guidance and find the help. And I remember you were like, "Yeah, we we need help," and I was like, "That was fantastic." In fact, Austin, I was talking yesterday to Debbie Cheerney, um, another integral part, I think, like in looking at processes that not every person really would understand. It's really about bringing the capital on board, but bringing capital that's backed by people who care and that will also be able to provide guidance, mentorship, coaching, information, connection, relationship, et cetera. Um, also, before I go to the next question, um, I just want everyone that's listening, watching to know, like we are true believers. I have my cram here. If you're listening on the podcast, you can't see, I can crinkle it in a microphone. I literally eat one of these every single day. Um, it's sort of my midday snack. Well, it's, but I eat it midday, but it's really what I do to break my fast. I typically um, will fast during the, the day, eat one meal. But right before I have that meal, I kind of get things going with my, my cram. Now, this one is my favorite. I know that all the athletes, I'm not an athlete. I'm not Michael Chandler. The athletes love the, the <laughs> athlete bird. I'm more like a little kid. And I got to tell you, if you get this one, the normal one to a little kid, um, they are absolutely going to love it. Speaking of Michael Chandler, how, how do you, for people that are trying to um, start a business, having Michael Chandler on board was super integral for you because he just all of a sudden starts posting this all over his social media. He has tons of followers. Then he reached out to me and he was like, hey, take a look at this. I would love for you to, to come on board on this. And I was like, well, I don't, what is it? And you keep posting it, but what is it? Um, and then, of course, then connecting with you and Ruth. And then from there, I just knew this was something I wanted to be a part of. But for that link of or series of events to be linked together, um, how other people that would love to be in your shoes, what guidance would you give? How did you manage to put that all together? Yeah, so one of our main goals, uh, I mean, we are very, so... I'll, I'll go back a little bit, a little bit, and then I'll get to that. So <laughs> we, one of our main goals was, and it, this is always a main, like this should be your main goal with any kind of business is you figure out your target market and it can't be too wide. Um, it can't be too small. You got to find like a perfect target market that you can uh, like initially hit because you're not going to have enough marketing dollars to, you know, do a shotgun approach and hit everybody. So you need to figure out like, a good niche group that is big enough where you can create a cult following, especially for a C CPG product, create a cult following. Then you can expand when you start getting that revenue from that cult following, then you expand, expand, expand. But what we were wanted to do in the beginning was athletes because we know that athletes always eat PB and J's on the go lifestyles, uh, is really, really what we wanted to hit. And so, uh, we were really big when we first launched in the mountain biking community and the cycling community and the running community and in this uh, the Sacramento area. And so we really, really built up, built off of that. We started growing through the athlete community, through the on the go lifestyle, healthier lifestyle. 
And then uh, we were looking at MMA fighters and um, I've always been into the UFC. I, I've fought MMA before. And so um, we uh, actually, the way that it happened was <laughs> we, we honestly have gotten very lucky. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be very honest with everybody because uh, Michael Chandler reached out to uh, or his agent reached out to us. And he's, he, all he said was, Hey, do you know Michael Chandler? And I was like, yeah, I love Michael Chandler, <laughs> you know? And he was like, he was like, Michael Chandler loves your guys' product and he would love to be a part of the team. And I was like, that is amazing. We've, we've been looking at this time for a, um, they have a couple different names, but basically your biggest ambassador that's going to be able to help you and push your product and stuff like that. And so we had a lot of conversations with them. It actually, the the deal and like the conversations went on for about seven months ish uh we really wanted to make sure um that we were bringing somebody on that had the same values and had the same work ethic and everything like even though he's he's an ambassador i mean i consider him an owner i i even consider him a founder um he's just amazing and and what he's done for us and I wanted to bring somebody on that was, you know, at his level of, you know, clout and, you know, experience and everything like that to, to be a part of the team instead of just being like this third party person that just pushes the product. And if you know, Michael, and if you've seen like how he represents the product, it is his product as well. You know, like we, we really, really see him as a founder and he's been working as a founder. Like he's been putting in work for us and, He's just an amazing guy. I mean, we couldn't have asked for, you know, a better partner uh, in this business than Michael. Since you fought um, MMA before, how much do you weigh? Yeah, <laughs> right <laughs> now, uh, since I've been putting my head down and uh, getting work to, uh, getting into the work for the business, uh, I'm like 190 right now. But when I was fighting, I was like 165. I was like, and I'm like six foot, so I was like super thin, and yeah, yeah. it's just a lot of a lot of cardio, a lot of pretty, cardio. Pretty sure Michael walks around at around like one eighty, probably. So 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 could you could you take him? No, <laughs> no we will spar one day. We'll spar one day. Wow, <laughs> that's like, gutsy. He's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, his ground game. He would destroy me. All I fought was Muay Thai, so it's like stand-up kickboxing. So he would just probably, you know, double leg me and just destroy me. <laughs> okay, but I'll, I'll have a couple punches on the feet. <laughs> Sean, I don't know if you have more questions, but like, I'm kind of like anxious to hear the news. Yeah. So um, <laughs> about three weeks ago, I flew to Arkansas. And I don't know if I already know Arkansas, that's Arkansas. the home of Walmart. That's the home of Walmart. Hey, yep. <laughs> and we had an amazing meeting with them. And it uh, looks like we'll be going into around a thousand stores to start off and uh, be on walmart.com. And yeah, and we'll be growing from there. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you, Thank you so About much. About that. That, yeah, is that'll, that is big news. Major. That's yeah. huge yeah. news. So, How many stores does Walmart have total? Do you know? Uh, if it's just in the U S I believe it's around 4,500, wow. I believe, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So are, are you officially in all of the sprouts? Yes. Yeah. And we actually, um, this is another part of business is you're always going to run into problems with retailers. 
Um, they're amazing. Don't get me wrong. They, they do everything for us. That's, that's, you know, what we ask and everything like that. But, um, when it comes to distribution and retailers, there's, you know, there's steps and there's going to be problems in those steps. Um, and in that chain of events. Um, and so we ended up first having a problem with the distributor, lost a couple pallets. So we weren't in every store, but we were supposed to be then, um, at the retailer level, the ordering wasn't going well. Like we would sell out super quick and then they just wouldn't reorder restock. And we're like, Hey, what's going on? And she, like our buyer didn't know what was going on. And so we were trying to figure out that problem, but we're getting that fixed. Um, it should be fully fixed by this week. And then actually in like the CPG world, you like hire merchandisers. These merchandisers go out to every single store. They take a picture of the product on the shelf um if it's facing if it's out of stock and they give you an update and so you can just fix that problem super quick yeah because i was at my naples store and i didn't see any but fortunately i I know i know a guy if you don't (laughs) have a sprouts by you um how can people get their hands on some product i want everybody listen if you're if you're listening if you're watching i want you to try this out um, it's going to be, it's going to blow your mind. And obviously, as you can see, um, this is a next level endeavor, um, especially I know that so many of our, our viewers and listeners are health conscious. And so you got to get your hands on some product. But if you don't have a Sprouts, um, Austin, how can they get some? Definitely. Yeah. So online uh, on our website, cramnutrition.com, uh, they can order, you know, our variety pack or our beast pack or OG pack. Or they can go to Amazon, and it's also on Amazon. Um, and then we're also in Erwan Markets uh, in LA, and then we're also in Central Market in Texas. Um, and yeah, and we'll be in uh, some more retailers soon, especially Walmart. Walmart next year would be awesome. But uh, we're also looking at Publix. And if there's any retailers that any of the listeners you know want us in, send it over, and we'll try to get in there ASAP. That is fantastic. I want everybody to know my favorite is the original strawberry. That's my favorite, original strawberry. If you want to be like Sean, get the original strawberry. Eat one about like 5 o'clock. Have dinner around like 6 or 6.30. That's your eating window. This cram marks the opening of my eating window just about every single day. I keep these stock in the freezer. They're frozen. People freak out about that a little bit. They come frozen, but then you thaw them. The first time I, 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 I ate some, I didn't know what to do. I put them in the toaster. Still turned out great, um, but I don't like it as well. You might like it. People might like it in the toaster. You just yes. thaw them out. I like it when it's like half thawed. So I like it to be kind of frozen in the middle, but you'll play around with it. You'll figure out all of the iterations. Last question I have, because I mean, people are going to have this question for you, especially our audience. What you mentioned, like the peanuts and the allergies, um, what about the future of cram? Are we looking at some, um, non peanut versions? Is there a dessert version and a television? What, what's, what's on the horizon? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, we, we have so many in, in, in store, uh, or in the, the backlog. So what we want to end up doing, we're going to do an allergy friendly version. We want to do it better than like, um, like a sun butter, like a sunflower butter, um, we we're trying to figure out the perfect combination, but it looks like we're probably going to be mixing a couple of different um, seeds to be able to make a perfect allergy friendly version. Um, yeah. Then we got some dessert ones on the way. Uh, I'll, I'll, we'll hopefully be dropping those in 2023, uh, early 2023, if we can. Um, we also have, so our peanut butter, 
is actually very unique in this industry and people absolutely love it. Like that's like our, the favorite part of the sandwich that everybody, you know, always compliments. And so what we're going to end up doing is just releasing the shelf, shelf stable peanut butter. So people can, you know, if they want to make their own PB and J's, they can make their own PB and J's or, you know, just take it by the, the, by the spoonful. Um, eventually we also, we also want to do our own jelly as well. Uh, which will be, you know, very, very low sugar all through. Um, and yeah, I mean, we got a, we got a lot of really good flavors and I'll give a couple that we're going to come out with soon. Um, I will, I can't give the date, but raspberries in the works. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love raspberry. I'm so excited. It's oh, <laughs> my it's favorite. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> I'm so happy. Um, we're going to try for grape. Grape is just a harder one because you have to have like pectin. You have to have a yeah. bunch of different things in there to create like the jelly. Um, uh, that one, yes, Nutella. Uh, but we're going to do our little little bit of our own version. So we're going to make almost like a, uh, like a Reese's. So we're going to do like a chocolate, like hazelnut, mix mm. that with peanut butter and in like a little swirl and then put it in there so it's like a Reese's and a little pocket sandwich yeah, you, you had me at Reese's so already <laughs> I'll probably be your biggest purchaser of that that would be perfect in the toaster Sean like a oh, ooey yeah, gooey Reese's toasted cram oh yeah okay oh yeah. yeah people actually make uh French toast with uh with the crams Oh, so that's a great like, idea. Yeah, you thaw them out, then you yeah. just you make an egg wash, boom, boom, and then throw it in the pan, fry it. And you need a cram recipe good. book. You can't send that out, like a little booklet, right? Get people yeah. making it in all sorts of ways. <laughs> Love it. Oh, yeah. Last question for you, Austin. We'll let you go. Um, are you are you still raising money? But before you answer that, <laughs> um, after today's podcast and all of these drops, we might want to reassess the valuation before we're, we we bring in some more capital. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, with <laughs> with, the, with the good things in the pipeline. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, we actually we upped our raise once we got Walmart. We're like, okay, yeah, we need to push the gas. So. We upped our raise to 1.5 mil. Um, we will be, yeah, probably increasing that valuation because because uh, uh, we got some good things coming in the pipeline. So yeah, we are definitely doing that. And um, we're with WeFunder. Uh, we're probably we might keep it online for a little while, but we are gonna probably end up switching over to private um, and just have um, strategic investors. Uh, we we've found like, I mean, especially, you know, with you and uh, some of our other investors, it's just so much more important to have, you know, partners in this business. And we're really excited to bring on some strategic investors, but we will have that we funder up for a little bit longer. So if people don't want to make, you know, a bigger investment, they can, you know, still pitch in and be a part of this ride. All right. You got a small window to jump on that WeFunder. If you'd like to participate at a higher level, you could reach out to me or reach out to Austin. Austin's available right through their website as well. Um, and um, we can talk to about getting you in with a, a little bit more capital and a stronger position. And that would be phenomenal. This company is one of the best, if not the best, in Lacey and I's um, investment portfolio into companies that we really believe um, are really making an impact. That's important to us, uh, making an impact because we don't want you eating all those chemicals and we definitely don't want you feeding that to your kids. Um, but also Strong Fundamentals, this company um, clearly is doing the right thing, has the right people behind it. 
and um, it is really going places. So get on that WeFunder, reach out to me, Sean at BlackDiamondClub.com. Happy to talk to you about getting you involved in CRAM. Austin, thank you so much for spending this time with us. We super appreciate you. I appreciate it. This was awesome, guys. This was awesome. All right, everybody. Go to cramnutrition.com, order that variety pack because you don't know which one, which one you're going to like. Eat them all like I did, then pick the one that you love. Visit your local Sprouts. If you don't have a Sprouts, you got to either go online or wait. Come into Walmart sometime sometime soon to a Walmart near you. Or Amazon, Amazon. Or jump on Amazon. Amazon. That's a great way to get it as well. Um, but stock your, your freezer with cram. Your kids are going to love it. Not just your kids. You're going to find it's one of those things that you're eating them and your kids getting mad that you're eating their, their cram uh, PB and J. All right, everybody. That's all we have for you this week. We'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of the None of Your Business podcast.